you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of... Fingers on buzzers. <laughs> Switched it up. <laughs> I did the singing, she did the talking. Let's, let's go back to the other way though, because I preferred that <laughs> vastly. Thanks for coming, guys, to... Uh, this intervention, <laughs> whatever this, this TED is. talk uh, to about interventions thrilling, about Ken Bruce obsessions, a thrilling intervention for it's my uh, my addiction to quiz show hosts like Ken Bruce. That's yeah. what it is. That's what we're intervening in. Mm. It's another packed episode of Fingers on Buzzers. We have a spectacular guest oh. who's done so much. He's such an experienced man, oh. uh, and he will be coming up later. Before that, I'm going to give you a little quiz as a clue. Quiz as a clue? A quiz as a clue to who he might be. Should I do that? I am going to give you a statistic to guess. Okay. The Register of the International Time Capsule Society estimates that there are between 10,000 and 15,000 time capsules worldwide. But an estimated how many percent of time capsules are lost track of by the fifth anniversary of their burial? Oh, wow. Within five years, 
How it's, many people have gone, oh, God, no, I put that. I know, yeah, put it somewhere. Official, these are official ones, not ones you've just bunged in your back garden because I'm sure those all get forgotten yeah. until you move house. I think these are sort of municipally yeah. ordained kind th- of, you know, the public I'm going to go 15%. 95% what? of time capsule. This is the International Time Capsule Society, Whoa. guys. You can't I, argue with this statistic. But uh, that feels like they're admitting a great deal of fault on their own part. <laughs> whatever guidance they issue yes. to people who want to install a time capsule... Yeah. Is, what, are they, what are they telling you? Just bung it anywhere. Um, You'll probably sure remember, it'll guys. Be fine. <laughs> yeah. I can't even remember where I've left my glasses half the time, let alone something I buried <laughs> five years ago. So here's another little story, uh, which I'm turned into a quiz. In 2017, New York City evacuated a large area because of a bombshell that was found. They thought it was a World War II unexploded bomb, but it was actually buried in 1984 by the Danceteria nightclub. <laughs> and my questions to you are, in what year did they intend for the time capsule to be dug up? So it was buried in 2017. When did they think that people were going to dig it up? Uh, 2017 to 2087. Yeah, that would have been a sensible time frame. Yeah. 6,984 was when they, like... I feel that's... I feel my guess was quite ambitious for human survival. <laughs> yes, yes. Did they know in 2017 the world which we would be inheriting? I mean, they would have said, dig it up in three years. <laughs> Pre-pandemic, you might need it. Next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then a bonus question. It contained artworks, a G-string... And a pair of false eyelashes belonging to which Motown singer? Diana Ross. It was oh, Diana Ross's false eyelashes. Lovely. But yes, yeah, so but they dug it up in 2017 anyway. So <laughs> I, I hope she's got her eyelashes back. That's all I can say. One of the most famous time capsules that got dug up at the wrong time was the Blue Peter time oh, capsule that yes. they put under the Millennium Dome in a ceremony in June 1998. So it was meant to be dug up in 2050. It did not get dug up in 2050. No. When did it get dug up? 1998. No, it did last a bit longer, actually. So, yeah, it was meant to be dug up in 2050, but it actually got dug up in 2017. 2017 was a big year for discovering time capsules. There's a lot of work going on. Did Um, everyone get metal detectors that year for Christmas? Yeah, maybe. Maybe there was some great uh, (laughs) digging frenzy. So the capsule was put under the Millennium Dome and it, contained items that have been suggested by Blue Peter viewers, along with a Blue Peter guide, some badges and a CD-ROM. The winning entries for things to include included rollerblade wheels, an asthma inhaler, dolls, dolls of which popular TV kids show. This was massive in 1998. 98. Uh, Teletubbies? Yes, well done. A 1998 World Cup football, presumably from the place where the World Cup was held in 1998. France. France. A photo of which member of the royal family? Prince William. No, Princess Diana. Controversial. Oh, it was still Diana fever then, though, wasn't it? It was. A picture of a dove to symbolise what that had recently happened? Birds. (laughs) Bird flu. Bird flu. (laughs) Peace in? Uh, Northern Ireland. Yes, and a Roald Dahl book. And there was a CD by a popular band of the time. Who would that have been? 1998. Spice Girls. Yes! Come on. Spice Girl CD. And then, so it was dug up in 2017 accidentally by workers at the Millennium Dome. And the contents were returned to Blue Peter, but the Spice Girl CD 
was never found. Oh, one of those oh. construction workers had a lovely time on their way home in the it van. Be my lover. <laughs> Here, Dave, stick on to become one. Yeah, <laughs> that's what was happening there. So that is a little quiz about time capsules. Oh, who could I guess be? Mm. Some some capsule dude. <laughs> yes, maybe somebody who hosts an incredibly successful podcast called My Time Capsule. <gasps> it's Michael Fenton Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I was going to say, Jen? Is that we have never had an unpleasant person on this podcast, right? No. I don't know. That sounds like I'm building up saying, but we're making that up today. <laughs> but I'm not. We have one of the loveliest men in the entire world. It is the wonderful. Michael Fenton-Stevens. Oh, shut your face, you old bitch. Yeah, yeah, good, good. That's what I need. Bring me back down to earth. Now, normally you would be residing in the beautiful Kent countryside, of course, but uh, not at the moment. Where are you speaking to us from now? Well, I'm hiding in a hotel room in Guadeloupe in the Caribbean. I'm filming Death in Paradise. Uh, yeah, which is which is jolly good fun, you know. I'm I've been here for two weeks. I've done three days' work, and uh, I I'm going to fly home either tomorrow or Thursday because I was I've got one scene left, and they want me to come back <laughs> at the beginning of August wow. to film it. And uh, they did say to me, "Would you like to stay for the whole time? Just stay here, just emigrate." You know? and, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, Start a new life in the sun. You can see my lovely wife, who I have to say, right from the start, she is the person you should be having on this podcast, not me. Oh, is she the brains of the operation? She is the brains, always the brains of the operation in every way. She is a PhD doctor of biochemistry. She ran a bookshop for quite a long time. She largely single-handedly brought up two lovely children. She's now a part-time carer for our gorgeous grandchildren, and she is also a QI elf. That is incredible. What is she doing slamming it with you? <laughs> well, she knows that I'm going to go away quite often. <laughs> yeah, being married to an actor has its perks, doesn't it? I wanted to start off by doing a little quiz with you. Obviously, now you are a massively successful podcaster, but you have, for many years, been a brilliant comedy writer and performer and actor. And Mm -hmm. I was just ahead of our chat, just thinking, I'll just remind myself about Mike's CV. And it is phenomenal. It is like the phone book. Like you've been in absolutely everything. And I thought it was a little fun way. I'm able to keep a podcast going because I just call in lots and lots of favours. Because you've worked with everybody (laughs) in the entire world. I mean, so I thought what I'd do as a way of introduction is I've done a little quiz where oh I've looked at your CV. It's, and do you I remember have, doing this job? Is that what you It mean? is. It is. Because my, <laughs> my husband is also an actor of, of long standing. And it is very funny that. So what I've done is I've got a show you were in, the year you were in it, and the name of your character in that show. Right. I am going to give you the year and the character name, and you have to tell me what the show was. So I'm going to stay silent. <laughs> no, never heard of the man. Never heard of him. You could even quote, quote lines at me, and I'd say, "No, no idea what you're talking about." Well, when you've done this many things, but you never know something might have stuck. So, 1995, you played a mm. character called Jeffrey Croker in which show? Oh my God, I did play a Jeffrey Croker. You did. Ninety-five. Uh, a massively successful comedy show, one of my all-time favourites. Was it Nighty Night? It was not Nighty Night. Mm. You would what have been reverend someone was... in that, wouldn't you? 
I was the Reverend, but if I wondered if his name was Jeffrey. No. Mm, no. no. All I remember is the name of my wife. She was Sue. She was Sue too. <laughs> Sue too, yes. Another Sue before. That. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Jeffrey Croker, so. 1995. Shall I tell you? Yeah, tell me, go on. It was one foot in the grave. Oh, my word. Oh, I should have had a guess at that. I'm, I'm Pippa's brother. In that yes. Character. That's who I am. Yes, which mm-hmm. is Janine Davidsky. I walked around a lot in a towel. You remember all the important bits then? Yeah, yeah, 1995, <laughs> you know, I didn't look bad in a towel. A lot of towel work no. in 1995, yeah. yeah. Now, okay. there need to be an enormous bath towel. <laughs> <laughs> so in Death in Parallel, in the Caribbean, you're fully covered, are you? That's. Uh... <laughs> I am, just about, yeah. 1988, you were in the bill. Mm. Of course you were. Can you remember the name of your character or even just their crime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you, you get banged I don't up for? Bad acting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, your character was cool. I played a most unlikely, I know exactly what it was. I played a yeah. most unlikely university lecturer who lectured in uh, sort of digital communication, something like that. Yes, you were Professor yeah. Wallace. Nice. Professor- Fabulous. There you go. Okay, I'm going to ask you next. The Britas Empire, 97. Oh, yeah. Can you recall the name of your character in that? No. No, No. not at all. That is the harder way around to do it. That was Roger Ferguson. When you you go in and you do an episode, and Mm. it seems that obviously I've done an episode in loads and loads of things. (laughs) You can bear me for a week. <laughs> they've got to get rid of me. <laughs> You're like a, a strong seasoning. All you need is a mm. tiny amount just to completely punch the dish up and make it delicious. Oh, right, yeah. Particularly around that time, I played lots of slightly snooty sort of men in suits who sort of walked mm. in and was trying to, you know, change everything and sort of go, oh, really? That's how you do it. Called and, Roger. And, yeah. And, and, yes. And, yeah. yeah. Roger. Yeah, a lot of right. Rogers, I would say. Well, speaking of which, in 2010... You played a character called Mr. Sour Grapes. <laughs> I did. Can you remember in, what that was in? It was a CBBC was it, ho, show. Was it Hotel Trouble? Yes. Ah, oh, that's the one. Oh, yeah. Lovely See, little My short-term memory is quite good, obviously, but... Uh, <laughs> Can you remember, 2005, yeah. you played a character called Tim Mortimer in an outstanding drama, one of the great dramas of our ages, I would say. I'll show you what it is, Jen. Oh, my goodness. I think it was ITV, wasn't it? It was ITV. It's a a cult classic now as well. It is. Mm. So uh, it was very (laughs) dramatic and lots of... Almost almost overly dramatic, I would say. Yeah. So Tim Mortimer, it revolves around Earls Park FC. Ah, yes. Okay, right. Then I was in... What's his name? Somebody manager, England manager. No, that's not the one we're thinking of, but you probably were in that as well. I love the fact that there's about five options. So the one with Ricky Tomlinson, was that the one? The Mike Bassett, England manager. No, it's not that's not what that's not what we're talking about. That's not what we're thinking of. This a whole series of that, you know, and I can't even remember what it's called. (laughs) Footballers Wives was two thousand and five. Sorry, yeah. Oh, do you know that's a Brilliant one, footballers' wise. It's funny how you almost forget things. Well, clearly I forget all of them. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but footballers' wise, I played a vicar because I played quite a number of vicars in my of life. Course. But this was a vicar who believed that through the power of prayer you could cure people of homosexuality. Oh, that's quite a storyline, isn't it's it? Very topical. Yeah, one of the footballers was in. He felt that he knew he was gay, but he couldn't come out because he thought he'd be derided by the rest of his team. So mm-hmm. he came to me 
and hoped that true prayer, I would save him. He couldn't take it anymore. And he went to a gay sauna. He walked into the sauna, into the steam room. It was full of writhing bodies. As he approached the writhing bodies from the middle of it, I popped up. That's brilliant. More more strong towel work, I would think. Yes. If you wanted someone in a towel, you'd call Benton Stevens. And tongues, you know. I've never been too ashamed. A man said, we really do need to see that this is passionate, the director said. So he said, you really have to kiss this man, you know, properly. And I said, yeah, Yeah. I don't mind that. Lovely. He said, but it's all right. I've found you a gay one. I've never been, nobody's ever said anything like that to me before. And I said, what, what, what help is that? That's that was the actual phrase he used. I found you a gay one. Oh, but what? This is bringing out more questions than it's asking, yeah. isn't it? Extraordinary. It's weird, isn't it? Weird. Behind the scenes footballers' wives. I love this. It was, a, it was a lovely bloke, and uh, you know, I said, "I'm terribly sorry." You know, you have to kiss an old man like me, and he said, "That's all right. I don't mind." And we just got yeah. on with it. You know, I got some good kissing in my time. I snogged Olivia Coleman for about four hours once. Did yeah. you on yeah, screen or? On film, oh. yeah. What was that in? Yeah. Um, look around you. Oh, this is brilliant! Yeah. Gosh. A, and I played a man who, right at the end of it, she says, "What are the trophies for?" And I said, "Oh, I'm the uh, world's French kissing champion." And she said, "Oh, all right. Uh, does that mean you're very good at it?" I said, "What? Well, yeah, I'm the world champion." I said, "Would you like me to demonstrate?" And she said, "Okay, then." We just stood up, and we seriously heavily french kissed for a good wow. 35 seconds of beast <laughs> brilliant program look around you had my oh, favorite yeah. line of, the favorite line i've ever done at the beginning of a sketch he said i was sitting there and in a desk and a man took a piece of paper from me and walked to the door knocked on it and i said go out <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so lovely. many lovely little touches in that show. It's amazing. If people Brilliant. haven't seen it, they should look that one up. Should we do yeah. one more? Let's do. In the year 2000, you played another one of your many vicars. I don't know if you're in a town or not, but it was Reverend Adam Cherry. Cherry. I know who that is. It's, um, it's EastEnders. It is. I buried you... Ethel. Oh, mm. look there. And, oh. I, and I said to him, surely she should be dead first. let's talk about you and quiz so obviously your wife is the intellectual in the family but how do you equip yourself in a pub quiz or uh, any other quiz i'm one of those sort of things come out of the back of my brain that i didn't know were there somebody said to me the other day do you know about everything and i said (laughs) no what are you talking about they said everything that anybody ever mentions on the podcast you say oh yeah that was such and such and i sort of have a fact about it or an in a thing that i know about it yeah and i don't think that's completely true because somebody the other day i uh, spoke to a lovely comedian joe wells and he started talking to me about hip-hop and mm-hmm. uh, i said i, I you, you've lost me already i have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about but actually then he talked about it and i did know about some of the songs and i did know the groups so you do surprise yourself don't you in life that you pick up things um, but i do like i love pub quizzes the, the role that i didn't get in my career that i would have loved to have got was simon Pegg wrote a really really funny sitcom mm-hmm. about a pub quiz team and I auditioned three times for him, him and Nick, and they said, yeah, you've got the part, but we're not sure when we're doing it. We've got to make a film first. And I said, okay, great. Yeah, when you come back, I'm here. And I was, the part was the quiz master. So I would have been the, the sort of slightly pompous and over fastidious 
man who sort of went, no, that's no, you can't have a point for that. We've all met those. Yeah. Yeah. You know those. Yeah. They're always like that. (laughs) And I was really looking forward to it. But he also said the great thing about the part was that he was slightly theatrical. He sort of, um, it was his one time of of the week where he was able to show off. Yeah. It was a great role. And then they went off and made made their film, which I think was the one with all the zombies in it. And then they became international film stars mm-hmm. and never mm-hmm. came back and made a sitcom. The script still exists, so it still exists you know, somewhere. We've all known things that have been twenty years in the making or yeah. even True. longer. So True. you never know. Yeah. I, I that think part now I'd be playing the, the old day. man in the corner of the pub. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I wonder if, because we were talking, you know, about being an actor and you remember, so you remember like a massive speech for EastEnders and the way that an actor's memory works, because people always say the first question to any actor is, oh, how do you remember your lines? Hmm. But I do find it interesting that it is like you can remember stuff about jobs you've worked on, but you wouldn't remember the character name or whatever. Do you think that has an effect on the way your memory works, the way that you use it for your job? Yeah, I think that you do that very short-term thing, which is you put it in your head, and then the moment you've finished, you discard it. So you clear it from your brain, as it were. So, yeah, I do have a very good memory for all sorts of things, actually, but mostly about my life, not about my work. Yeah. I can remember holidays in enormous detail. I can remember kids' school plays and things like that. And I can remember going to the park. I can remember the day, the time, what we did, the games we played, those yeah. things. I mean, in a way, they've always been the thing that I've, I've rushed home for. And the yeah. work has been the thing that I've gone, we're we not finished yet. Can I go? Yes. I know, but that's the healthy that's the healthy way to approach life, isn't it? Have you ever yeah. um, been asked to do any of the TV quiz shows? Uh, no. No, never. No, <laughs> well, that will change. I'm not a, uh, no, I'd never seen myself in the celebrity mold. They like to use people who they think are famous in those things. And I don't see myself as famous. I see myself as having had a, a nice career where I've done lots of things over, over a number of years. 
if I get stopped in the street or if I, people wave at me, they always say the same thing, which is they just shout groovy. And it's because I was ahead of the groovy gang. You know, only fools and horses, what, 36, 37 years ago? Yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? That Can you remember the name of that character by, by any chance? Alan Perkins. Yes. yes. Well done. Extra point. You you're still getting points in this quiz, so uh, you're doing well. If, <laughs> if you did have to nominate a specialist subject for Mastermind, we always ask people what that would be. Anything mm. that springs to mind or either something you know a lot about already or something you would love to go into detail and find out about. I think the thing, if I wanted to go back and really study it, I, I really am fascinated by the Normandy landings. But strange, but everybody has their sort of little thing. But I do find it extraordinary, and I find every story in it incredibly compelling and uh, and extraordinary, amazing that those people did those things. There's a book called Six Armies in Normandy by John Keegan, and it's a really brilliant book, and it looks at all the six armies who fought in the Normandy invasion, including, of course, the German army and the mistakes they made and how they were mm -hmm. held up by... by um, the lack of supplies and things and how close they were to driving the all the armies back out again you know just tiny little things that turn the war do you know i wish i had prepared a quiz about the normandy landings <laughs> but i have not done that but i have got another little quiz for you which is yeah. to do with your fabulously successful and fabulous podcast my time capsule <laughs> okay which you celebrated your 300th episode I this did. year Wow. Yeah, Congratulations. Dave, Dave oh. and I, we did a live recording. Very good quizzer. Very good quizzer. Mm. And he was fascinating. There have not been many people that I've spoken to who haven't been fascinating. And I think it's, in a way, it's the trick of the thing, is I ask people to put five things in a time capsule. And so I'm asking people to choose five things from their life that they really, really care about. Well, four mm. that they really care about and one that they want to put in there and forget. When you actually say that to people, they go, yeah, 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 I can think of some funny stories, Mike. And then they start thinking about it and they put in things that they really do care about. Yeah. And so they're talking about things they love. And I can't see how that's not going to be interesting. I know. And I mean, the calibre of guests that you've had have been brilliant. So you've got, you know, huge names starting with Stephen Fry and you've had Sir David yeah. Jason on. Also, I listen to it sometimes and it is someone that I don't know so well, mm. but you do draw out really amazing stuff from them. Yeah, um, I love talking to people I, I just have never met before, have no idea who they are. And mm. I think it's really fascinating to hear these stories. People, Everybody's got amazing things they can tell you about, even if they're very simple. I think even if it's not important, it's not momentous, because they really care about it, you get completely drawn into it. You are always coming up with really interesting stories from your life as well, which I think really helps people open up. So you've all, because you've done so much, you've always got some little thing where you can relate or, you know, you feel when you talk to you, you feel like, well, you know, you know what you're talking about. I think that's true of nearly everybody, that actually if you think about it and you take time to, to think through what you've done. And I'm often reminded of things that I've completely forgotten in my life. I was going to give you a quiz fact, which Ooh. is uh, the line, Ringo Starr isn't the best drummer in the world, while he may not even be the best drummer in the Beatles. That line mm -hmm. that everybody for many years has attributed to John Lennon. Absolutely. Uh, I said it. Wow. <laughs> Original Fenton Stephen. 
It's my line. It was written by wow. Jeffrey Perkins, and we did it in a sketch in Radioactive in 1982. And all oh, the, the Beatles yeah. lunatics who are out there will look into every detail of it, have followed it through, and said it is the only mention of it. Wow. That's the only time, that was the first time wow. it was ever mentioned. And did and you Jeffrey remember Perkins, that? Or the did... same joke. I do remember doing the joke, yeah. Um... I did ask my wife also, look, Lucy, because I thought, you know, mm. I'll take the burden off your bit. I asked my wife, what, what have you found out recently? She sent me some. Do you want to hear some? Yes, oh, yes, please. Uh, mush faker. Uh, that means a, a traveling umbrella repair man. That's a great word, name. Yeah. yeah. Slightly to do with where I am. I think it's it's gaudiloquent, but I think but I like to say guaudiloquent because I mean guadalupe. Yeah. Uh, means means speaking with joy. Oh, oh wow, that's it? lovely. Yeah. Some facts: a male spider mite will undress a female before mating by pulling off her exoskeleton. That's, that's the way I want to be treated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really sweet. Dolphins use baby talk when they communicate with their calves. Oh, little baby dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best impression of a baby dolphin I've heard for quite oh, some time. Thank you Thank uh, you. And then horrible facts. Humans inhale a credit card's amount of microplastic every week. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's good. I've got, um, have I got any more? Yeah, I've got one. The general fear of sharks wasn't really a thing until the film Jaws came out in the 1970s. Oh, Did you know that that makes such great sense. Oh, my it's gosh. A, so people went swimming and never thought about it. That's the kind of fact I love where you go, it's so, mm. you know, obvious, but it's, yeah. that's so interesting. That's and, brilliant. And the great thing about, uh, the whole research process that she goes through when she does this is she goes right back to sort of um, scientific papers and and the source of all these information. It's yeah. not sort of, you, you don't just look, tell me for something funny on Wikipedia. They, yeah. they, she does an enormous amount of reading to get down to that little fact. Mm -hmm. Oh, those QILs, I mean, they really are, they're in the fact minds and they are really, you know, working hard, right? Yeah. This is good. Both male and female Romans, ancient Romans from ancient Roman mm. time, <laughs> removed all of their body hair. Uh, it was done by a professional hair remover, one hair at a time with a pair of tweezers. Oh, delightful. What a job. Do you know, what I had my job. eyebrows threaded in Superdrug and I cried. So this is clearly I was born <laughs> in the right era. Definitely. Those are amazing facts, aren't they? Aren't they good, aren't they? They're I got so one good. more. One more. This is lovely. Gonna... In 2012, Japanese astronaut Satoshi Furukawa built a Lego model of the International Space Station while he was on board the International Space Station. <laughs> oh, that's an astronaut after my own heart. Yeah. That's the kind of thing it's I lovely, do. Isn't it? That's <laughs> he couldn't even look outside to get to see if it, oh, I got that bit right. No, working from, working from memory. Yeah, you got it. Well, the great <laughs> thing is I've realised by having asked my wife to do that uh, this morning, I said, you got anything interesting I can tell Lucy? And she said, I don't know, like yesterday, and she gave me these things. And I realised that I never ask her that question. Oh, lovely. We've sort of yeah. brought you together, even though you are miles apart with you being in the Caribbean. Now. What did you find out today? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a quiz for you. Because of all the amazing guests that you've had on your panel show, I wanted mm -hmm. to quiz you about some of them and their connection to quiz. 
episode one, you started off with Stephen Fry, who, of course... He does have some quiz connections. One of the greatest hosts <laughs> of all time. So 2003, obviously, QI started and is still very much going strong, helmed by the brilliant Sandy Toxvig. But for how many years did Stephen present that show? And I'm going to throw that to both of you. You can you can compete as well, Jen, if you want. I filmed a television series with him and he'd just done the pilot. While we were in the back of the car going to location, he opened the newspaper and read the reviews of oh. the pilot of QI. Oh, wow. I'm going to guess 17 years. They do a letter per year of the alphabet, mm-hmm. and he was still doing it when I, I did the J series. Right. That's the one I was involved in. Um, and I think he did it for a couple of years after that. So I'm going to say 14 years. Right. Okay. Well, you were both a bit on the high side. It was actually 12 years. Sandy oh, took over in 2015. No? Yeah. Still an amazing tenure. And, um, and it is still such a fantastic show. You know, you think what? how many shows really have sustained that level of quality for that long mm. i mean so yeah. few it's brilliant i'm going to take you now to episode 63 in mm. which you talked to andy osho the lovely andy osho she's a writer she's an actor she's brilliant at everything she does and she has won mastermind twice mm. Firstly, in 2011, answering questions on The Matrix. And then in 2012, her specialist subject was a TV personality. Now, Jen, I know you know this one. I think I know this I'm going to freeze you out of this question. But um, so she's on Mastermind, Andy Osho, and she's picked a famous person to answer questions on. And I will give you a little clue. She's a comedian. So she did something with quite a funny, clever twist. Now that's confused me. I don't really know. I (laughs) I would just say what you were going to say. No, I was going to say Victoria Wood or, or Julie Waters. I would have thought she would. Well, I did Victoria Wood, funnily ah. enough, the last time I was on it. But oh, so what you did. I did, and uh, it was a delight. But Andy Osho, the very brilliant thing she did was that she answered specialist questions on John Humphreys. <laughs> Do you know, I played John Humphreys. <laughs> I know, what a weird world. Yes, I what have you played him in? I was a musical called um, Radio 4, the musical. And it, was about, <laughs> it was about them getting a new controller who wanted to basically change everything and destroy what everybody loved about Radio 4. They wanted to cancel Sailing Away and Sail Away or something. At the sailing by. Sort of, sailing oh, by. Yeah. So it was um, very good. But I played John Humphreys in it and I had enormous fun. <laughs> when you started this podcast, I mean, you must have hmm. had no clue how it was going to go no in fact i really thought that it would be people coming on and telling me five funny stories Mm. i thought that's what people would just gather together five funny anecdotes and tell me them because you know i was talking to entertainers and they would just entertain Mm. and i'd it's it's amazing i think it's um it's amazing that people have level of trust quite often that level of intimacy i love doing it it's fun isn't it podcasting i think it's great well it is when we have guests like you mike it really is so here's another 300 episodes of my time capsule at least i'd like to come back on and have a go now now i've listened to more i understand it now i'm like i need i need to have another well that is an idea my son had he said we should get people back and say have you changed your mind yes well we could do i'll talk to you about it that'd be lovely (laughs) you're welcome anytime (laughs) 
Oh, Michael Fenton-Stevens, what a guy. I mean, he <sighs> is full of stories, so worldly wise. I could listen to him talk all night. Absolutely, but don't rely on him to remember the names of every show he's been in or no, any character. No, no, no clearly. No. But he, he remembers the important, the, the warm the warm details. And luckily he's and got his towels. wife to, uh, <laughs> to actually look after him. Thank you, Michael's wife as well, because you did a lot of the heavy lifting. The real star fact. of the show, let's yes, be honest. I think she is. Before we go, I thought, our something old something new feature a little quick one okay. today um, just because i have been watching in with a shout on oh. itv with lovely joel donnett very lovely tall joel. man he's a tall man lovely teeth nice yes. fella i remember him when he was just starting out you know and always so small Tiny little bean. It was a little bean. (laughs) But anyways, it's a lovely show. The premise of it, for anyone who's not seen it, is that teams of people... It's three teams. I think it's three Three teams. Three teams of people. She's making this up as she goes along. Three teams of people. Rather than the dog-based shows that we dream of seeing. I would. Yeah. In with a bark. In with a bark. Yeah. (laughs) Spin-off. By Joel Doggett. Hey! Joel Bassett. No, anyway. Um... (laughs) In with the jet, basically, you get three teams and they each take turns in going up and they're surrounded by a bank of screens and they choose category and things flash up on the screens that fit into that category. So one that was on a recent show was actors from James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. And so as they flash up, the contestant just shouts out what they can see. Yes. Very simple premise. Lovely, tricksy answers. So uh, somebody chose tools... Mm. And some of the pictures were of chisels and plungers and things like that. But then they put up a picture of MC Hammer. Ah. Which, so which there's... quite little... rude. It's not, he's not a tool. He's not a tool. He's, just, oh, he's a talented no. man. He is. I'm offended on his behalf. Yeah. Now, but I mean, you know. Oh, his I name's see what Hammer. they did. Hammer. Yeah. Oh, right. They weren't dissing him. <laughs> Maybe okay. he is a tool. We simply don't know. That's it, really. Mm. That's the gameplay. Is you just shout. Just shout out, shout out when you see the right thing. And it's a bit of a risky one to discuss on a podcast because obviously I can't give you sample questions because they're all pictures. Ah. But I did think we could take something from an older show. Mm. So I wish in with a shout all the success in the world. Nice little catchphrases. If your mind starts flapping, just start yapping. That's it. All right. Okay. Encouraging people just to shout out. There was a brilliant one, actually. My favourite round was Woman Picked Sweets and Biscuits. Oh, I'd go for that. Oh, she did brilliantly, but I did brilliantly. Like, you can see Joel Dummett was honestly impressed that she could identify a Yorkie unwrapped. And I was like, amateur, mate, amateur. Identify melted. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just a crumb of a Yorkie. Anyway, it's a very good show. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's basically just shouting. And I thought, hmm, what other shows are there that encourage people to just shout things out? Yes. And I thought back, I thought, well, give us a clue. Oh, yes. That was a lot of shouting on there. Win, lose or draw. Mm -hmm. Again, Pictionary, essentially. Parlour game. Parlour game. Shouting. Yeah, living room thing. So charades. and But... I've chosen a different show to take you back to, which is from 2010 to 2012. There was a show called Scream If You Know The Answer. Ooh, put my arms in the air. Yeah. I just don't care. People on a roller coaster, sometimes (laughs) two celebrities, sometimes a celebrity and a not celebrity. And they would have to answer questions as they went round on a roller coaster. I mean, it's so much fun. Duncan James hosted it. Colin Murray... Did the voiceover oh. for it. It's a lot of fun. 
And I thought we could play a little round from it oh, right yes, here. Oh, yes, please. Pretending we're on a roller okay. coaster, okay? Um, so my this arms was, are outside the car. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm not even Ooh. strapped in, mate. Don't even oh, care. Oh, my God. I've had six uh, milkshakes before I got on oh, here. I didn't even, uh, didn't even think about it. So what we have to do is we have to go through the alphabet, alternately okay. naming uh, pop stars <laughs> with each letter of the alphabet. Okay. And we'll do it, and then I'll tell you how Ben Shepherd and his, his companion are. <laughs> okay, you start. Um, Adam Ant. Billy Bragg. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, your mind went there straight away, it did, didn't it? It did. I'm um, not even on a roller coaster. Dido, the opposite of Carly Rae Jepsen in many ways. Uh, Eminem. Yes. Fred West. Did I say Fred West? <laughs> she was going to say Fred West. Why would that come into your head when you're thinking it must be Freddie and the Dreamers? Is that allowed? Yeah, or does it have to be a solo artist? Yeah, there's another Freddie you can go for. Freddie Mercury, oh, thank no. you. Um, oh, no. Gary Newman, not the other Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> this is already stressful and we're just we're sitting on soft furniture. I'm actually tired now. I'm tired. Harry Styles. Oh, look, the roller coaster's gone into a more oh, gentle phase now. Oh, phew, uh, because this is a tricky bit. Um... I Nicky Mosey. <laughs> oh, that's next level stuff. Is... All right, then Jar Rule. <laughs> um, We're going a little bit more obscure. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah, should we stop Let's now? stop, because no, that's now. very stressful. Um, and also quite hard work on the arms. Yeah, it is quite hard work on the arms. I feel uh, the, my Fitbit's dizzy. going nuts. I'm dizzy. That was worse than the chair. That was about as well as the people on the actual roller coaster did. They managed really? to get to M. Oh, nice! And uh, Madonna was uh, was the final answer, but yeah, poor Ben Shepherd actually swore. Wow! And I've never that was, was pre patience. Yeah, patient Ben Shepherd. Well, ideal training. Yeah, obviously for his current job. Oh, he is he is one of the best huggers and one of the most patient hosts there is. I know. Oh, amazing! So you can check out on YouTube scream if you know the answer <laughs> and you can see the, the real life version of what we just did yeah but that was a lot of fun <laughs> I'm a little bit, that was a lot of fun i'm a little bit dizzy yeah i yeah. do i feel a bit sick right yeah. so let's let's end the episode thank you very much for listening <laughs> to all of our nonsense thank you to the gorgeous michael fenton stevens and more importantly his wife and please join us next time for shall i sing or shall you sing or should we both sing Shall we both sing, but we don't know what note we're singing? And yeah, what? great. Yeah, okay. For the next episode of Fingers on Buzzers. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.